0: This is the Dan and Christy Podcast. Dan and Christy. The Aussie Deluxe Angus is back at Macca's. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yum, yum,
1: yum with Dan and Christy and I cannot wait for this Deal or No Deal premieres Monday tonight 6pm on 10 and 10 play and this bloke is a Gold Logie award winner Grant Denyer joins us to talk more about it Grant good morning Dan and Christy a bloody pleasure to chat to you
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks Grant I don't know if you've ever heard the news but Dan here himself was a participant on Deal or No Deal weren't you Dan no, I
1: was I uh, had $75,000 in my case guess how much I won Grant <laughs> how much oh 25 <laughs> (laughs) Yeah.
2: pretty good grand. money bags
1: over here. Oh, awesome. awesome. That's
3: Not that's the $2.50. <laughs> yeah, also, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, nah, I had $75 in one case and $1 in the other and the bank was going to give me 50 and I ended <laughs> up with $1. <$1." laughs>
1: and that's what usually happens on Deal or No Deal for those playing at home. But huge cash prize of hundred grand. It's so exciting that it's back weeknights.
3: Yeah, it's huge, mate. Obviously, it has a lot of heritage and history in this country, as you know, and, and everyone kind of remembers it super fondly. It was often a part of, like, many people's afternoon or evening Rituals with the family, maybe the dinner was getting prepped, and everyone was just sort of chilling out on the couch, just watching. You know, good Australians win big amounts of money or lose it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, to host it when it comes back is an enormous privilege, considering you know it's, it's been there's been as many as eighty productions of it around the world, so it's uh, it's an honour.
2: Yeah, it must be an honour, Grant. And congrats again on getting the hosting gig. It's an awesome gig to get. What's it like for you? Like a typical day on set and filming of the show? How does that look? It's um, it's actually, if I'm honest,
3: it's a heck of a lot better than I expected it to be. Like, I knew it would be good because it's like a big global format, but, mate, it is... It's so much suspense and drama. It's funnier than I thought. It's got more heart than I expected. Like, you... I've chewed all my nails down, I've ugly cried on telly, and I've (laughs) laughed until I've nearly puked. So, it seems seems to have all the ingredients.
1: Well, I've seen the ads for it, and Grant, you go all in. You are balls out when it comes to this choreographed (laughs) dance number, and that's what I love about you, Grant. There's no, like, half-assed efforts for you. It's just, like, jazz hands and just giving your all. (laughs) Jazz
3: hands. (laughs) You you make me sound so manly. Uh, When they came to me with the ad, because, you know, we... When you look at some some game shows, are pretty dry, right? They're a, bit, they're a bit slow moving. You know, they're softly spoken. There's not a lot of excitement or high energy or, or entertainment. So this one is kind of pretty nuts. Like it, it's like a rock concert in the uh, in the room. The audience, their just their heads are blowing up. It's huge. So we thought, what's our? What's, if we're going to put our flag in the sand, and say what are we compared to the competition out there? You know, we're fun and high entertainment. So when they came to me with the ad and they said, look, you know, do you want to do, do, do a little bit of dancing? I was like, oh, <laughs> I may have. Won I'm dancing with the stars <laughs> twice, the only person in the world to win it twice. <laughs> and with well, those our, jazz the, heads. And,
1: and with Lily Cornish too, one of my good mates. She's the best, isn't she? Oh, mate, she's an absolute ripper. That that chick is an absolute
3: superstar. So, you know, one of the best feelings in my life is when you put like, you know, you're dancing. When you do dancing with the stars, you're dancing like 11 hours a day. Mm. So it's, it's nuts for like, a, you know, a couple of months. But when you put together a routine and you get like perfect 10s that's that's probably one of the best experiences of of my life special.
2: Oh brilliant grant well we're lucky that you um are still with us because speaking of experiences on in your life the amazing race And when you collapse from heat stroke, because, Grant, I once myself collapsed from heat stroke. We were filming an episode of Home No Away in the caravan park, right? Just in the middle of nowhere, boiling hot. Everyone's dropping like flies. And I think they brought us around an ice block at the end of it. But no one realises how scary and dangerous it is. Because how long did it take you to recover from this collapsing of heat stroke when you were doing The Amazing Race? About
3: seven weeks. Mm, I had no idea how fatal uh, that extreme heat heat stroke is. We're in India, so I'd gone from, like, I live in... Uh, a little town called Bathurst in re- regional New South Wales. So we were in, in we went from minus 4 in winter time to 47 <laughs> in Ooh. India. Jesus. Which, yeah. which didn't help. But like there were 100 locals who died across 3 days. It was pretty sketchy old conditions and it was just yeah, it I know I scared a lot of people that day. I know I really scared my wife, and I scared mm. the producers who, uh, who who were convinced that uh, I was on my way out for good when I was in their arms convulsing and dropping in and out of consciousness. So it was it was, it was hectic.
1: Yeah, that is hectic. I'm glad you're still here with us, Grant, mm. because Deal or No Deal is so exciting and massive cash prizes. This is the dynamic new early evening lineup. So on Channel Ten, you go Neighbours, Bold and the Beautiful, Ten News first, and then Deal or No Deal, and then the Project. That's a good lineup, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon. I, th- I think,
3: too, it's good to, to offer a family offering at 6 o'clock. At, you know, what was traditionally happening was 7, 9 and 10 were all doing news. Now 10 is the only one not doing news. And I think, like, you know, sometimes when you've got a family, you've got young kids, I'm also the father of three young girls, you don't always want the news on in the background. And I think the scarier and darker and and horrific the world can sometimes be getting, you know, you just kind of want that little bit of fun escapism. You want something safe on in the lounge room that your kids aren't going to see or hear anything you don't want them to. And you're going to have an awesome time. You'd be yelling at the telly as as people are winning big money. I think, you know, it's, I think it's a privilege to be that safe little island that families can go to and watch, you know, and, in tough times.
2: Definitely, Grant, so well said. And does that mean just quickly that you secretly love The Bold and the Beautiful before <laughs> Deal or No Deal is on?
3: Hell yeah. I, mean, I, I, I interviewed them once and they were like the loveliest people in the world. I thought they were going to be yeah. famous, pretentious and so L.A. They were really generous. And sweet, and interested in what you had to say. Uh, they're, they're they're proper rock stars. Yeah, well, that's we'll your love three loves. loves. <laughs> yeah,
1: family, motorsport, and Bolden the Beautiful, <laughs> and Dylan Of course, it premieres tonight, six pm, ten, and ten play. Grant Denyer, we can't wait to see you on our screens once again. You're an absolute legend, and thanks for joining, Dan and Christy. I oh, bless you, sweetheart.
2: I'll catch <laughs> you any day. Dan and Christy. Taylor Swift has been going through so much. At the moment. And this is just what we know as the public. Imagine what else is going on in her private life apart from this. Because I don't know if you saw it across the the long weekend, Dan, but there was news about it as well. Happened last week, I think. It was um, the fake images of Taylor Swift, the AI, Mm. completely X-rated images. And it's so concerning. Like one photo, which you cannot search now on X, formerly known as Twitter, um, was seen like 47 million times. Whoa. And so apparently US politicians have said that they want new laws to criminalise the creation Mm. of of fake images after Taylor Swift you know, had this happen to her. So if anyone can make a law change, it will be her. And so they should. Yeah. It's a big thing, um, even with things like revenge porn, like that's highly illegal. And so now I think it, it just has to kind of evolve with the times. There has to be law to protect people scary, from this it? sort of stuff. So
1: AI-generated images and going viral, uh, it would prompt outrage, wouldn't it? Like, Because mm. you can't do anything about artificial intelligence making a photo of yourself. Imagine how you would feel. It looks so real. So real. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's the thing. Like people see it and so they believe that it's real. Imagine mm-hmm. how frustrating and humiliating and and make an angry you would feel if this was you and people were saying that's you naked or that's you in explicit photos mm. like it and you would just feel so outraged about how unfair that is and mm-hmm. you know what a crap thing because you're so famous you're a, a public profile does that mean you're public property no of course it doesn't
1: so well you've got non-consensual photos of your feet on the internet too <laughs> and you're okay with that which is very <laughs> strange but it's just kind of like you on home and away yeah. and it's just pictures of you without shoes on
2: I mean it's just mm. kind of weird what did you because <laughs> I've obviously never in my life thought about it or looked it up what would mm-hmm. you say it's wiki feet and I, Wikifeet all, or all I cared like about that. was yeah. the feet rating that I got
1: yeah and you didn't Get a five star rating. What you got like four,
2: I think. Uh, so. I mean, I'll take it. I've got mm. size 10 feet. You know what they say about big feet?
1: That's true. Clubfoot. Daddy Christie! What did you leave early? What did you have to bail on? Because I had to bail after spending 120 bucks on going to watch Cat in the Hat. You know, the 1957 children's book by Dr. Seuss. Uh huh. So good. Uh, the anthropomorphic hat with his little red and white striped top hat and his little bow tie. The best. He kind of fixes stuff. Uh, this thing one and thing two. That turn up, the children and the fish become more alarmed as time goes on and chaos ensues. It uh, took the kids along to the theatre to watch Cat in the Hat, and pretty much, I reckon, about 15 minutes in, I had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> So my little five-year-old Maddie uh, does not like the sound of the cat in the hat, uh, does not like the sound of a rainy day, um, does not like the sound of anything happening. She uh, put her hands in her ears and she said, I don't like this, I want to go home.
2: This is the so- thing though with kids, you risk it, right? It's such a mm. risk when you're putting your hand in your pocket, spending lots of money, taking Heaps into to a live show. Remember when you took your girls to the football and it was mm. again and you really wanted to make it happen, you wanted them to love that footy <sighs> game. And yeah. it was so loud and the girls mm-hmm. were like, no, this is not it, Dad. Yeah, are
1: watching North Melbourne versus Geelong, and I'm like, looking forward to watching this. And then, uh, yeah, maybe again, maybe 10 minutes into it, they're like, the sirens are too loud. We hate it. And then they're, they're just crying in my arms. I'm like, oh, geez, these kids... <laughs> like and I, and it was a social occasion too like we'd organized it all week uh, you take time out of your day you plan ahead you drive all the way in you spend the money and then just all of a sudden you bail oh
2: i learned very early with the kids like especially when the boys were toddlers i was mm-hmm. like no there i will not have a social life for at least a few years and i was okay with that i was like i'm just not putting myself in the position where you have to just Put yourself through hell. Mm. You have to drive there. You have to. True. Yeah, it's really difficult. And especially with my boy, Hendy. is nine. And, you know, Hendy's autistic. And I'll tell you right now, Hendy's not waiting around for anyone. If Hendy <laughs> doesn't want to be somewhere, we leave when Hendy wants to leave. And that's just kind of the unwritten rule. But I did do something which I think you'll be mad at me for. Because oh. I know someone did this at your wedding, Dan. And I've never told that's you right. this before. But speaking of leaving early, I did leave a wedding early. Right. This was my ex manager, um, lovely woman called Claire and and worked together for a long time mm. and she invited me to her wedding in the morning to peninsula, cost a fortune to get there, right? Um, and I was mm. so tired by about nine o'clock at night because I'd done a breakfast show on the morning off and it was like nine o'clock now, and I'm thinking mains have been be served, tough. desserts <laughs> being done. Does this mean that you know about nine o'clock? That's an okayish time to leave and, uh, and leave somebody's wedding.
1: No, no. It <laughs> happened at my wedding. Two of my mates are left at seven o'clock. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, the worst. you haven't even got to dessert, and you don't even like it. They're like, we're going home. I'm like, why? and they're like, oh, we're tired.
2: I can't believe all people right. left your wedding at 7pm. Mine oh was gosh, at least 9, 9.30. actually like
1: <laughs> next time. But I, I left Bon Jovi uh, this like, um probably about an hour into the concert.
2: You left Bon Jovi? Yeah. Why?
1: And I love Bon Jovi. Like, literally, Slippery When Wet is the greatest album of all time and this song is amazing. But Bon Jovi was like an RSL performer. Like, he wasn't very good. And, like, I looked at everyone else. I literally, with were there with four women and they all looked at me and they're like, do you want to stick around? for the next half? I'm like, no, nah, not really. I can't and we believe left. it. That's, yeah. that's,
2: that is devastating news. Mm. That the one and only John Bon Jovi just wasn't his good life, but he's been doing it for a long time, and it was
1: probably past his bedtime, let's be honest. I mean, it was past his bedtime, it was past my bedtime too, <laughs> and also he chose the wrong half of his career, he goes 2,000 onwards, I'm like, no, no, mate, Like, it's the 80s that we want to hear. Just do the old like, stuff, yeah, that's what we're here for. You give love a bad name, living on a prayer, like all that kind of stuff, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But literally had to leave, because um, everyone else hated it, and, and I kind of went, yeah, I, I don't really want to see the rest of this, <laughs> which is sad, because I love the guy, I absolutely love him, but yeah, he's a bit past it now. <laughs>
2: You can always just listen to him online. But that's yeah, what we want on the show. We will hook you up with free macas for you and the family
1: if you're our MVP. What did you leave early and from Bendigo? Carly, Bendigo, that's our beautiful song my uh, by No Mercy. Uh, what did you leave early?
2: Um, I had to leave my own wedding early. <laughs>
1: oh, no, Carly. <laughs> what happened?
2: Didn't like the groom? Um, No, I was pregnant and I was very, very sick and I had a migraine. <laughs> I'd been trying to leave. Since about 6.30, no one would let me, but, yeah, 9.30 come, and I was like, that's it, I'm done, I'm out.
1: <laughs> Well, that's great. You do sometimes see that at weddings. Sometimes the bride and groom just leave early. It's, it's exhausting. like, okay, it's time to say goodbye, <laughs> um, yeah. but, but not that early.
2: Did you still do, like, your bouquet and stuff, Kylie, or did you just backdoor exit and get out of there? <laughs> um, yeah, no, we didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did the speeches, um, had a bit of a dance and a sing, uh, and then everybody did
0: this like little honga line. Um
1: and for then you had a leave. slight little spew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: so actually- you didn't do anything. Well, that's what happens when you get married. Hey, the action yeah. kind of
1: dries up. Yeah, that's when it finishes. <laughs> Melinda from Axe Creek, what did you leave early?
2: Um, I left Phantom
3: of the Opera early. Some friends, well, I actually didn't leave early. I fell asleep during it. My friends. Same. <laughs> 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 Our friends shouted us to a five star restaurant. Um, my husband and I, um, the whole tickets to everything, half an hour into it, I was snoring. <laughs>
1: You know, I've done And my this.
3: husband elbows me in the side. What the hell do you think you're doing? And I just rolled over, turned on my side and went back to sleep.
1: <laughs> and did everyone, like, kind of try and wake you up halfway through or was it all a bit of a blur for you?
3: Oh, it was all a bit of a blur because I just, I just, they think they just gave up on me. <laughs> I just went. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, well that'll do it. The music of the night does that to me anyway. Oh,
3: it's not not my favorite thing. <laughs>
1: An Australian Survivor it is the greatest game on earth they do say since launching in the US in 2000 the host of it Australian Survivor Jonathan LaPalia joins us good morning Jonathan how are you going? good how are you guys? very good. good
2: you must be excited Jonathan what a great gig to get it must be hard to go to paradise and work in paradise right? doing Survivor
0: oh yeah all that money they pay me and they bring me like cocktails on set and <laughs> they really should stop spoiling me like that
1: and there's nothing like it because this year it's in samoa which is pretty physical mm. and mentally challenging i'd imagine what's the conditions like over there
0: you know it, it's always difficult but this year it was so hot there that even the locals were complaining about it you know it's hot the locals are complaining but yeah you know, it was brutal like five minutes in that sun and your brain just turns to mush you just you can't even think but at the same time uh, at night, it can rain and get quite cold, which is pretty miserable when you're stuck on a beach with a banana leaf over your head. So the players have a tough time with the weather, for sure.
2: And, Jonathan, what I wondered, as the host of Survivor, how does a typical day on set look like for you? Like, what do you do when you wake up? How does the filming work? Is it is it a fun experience at times? It's
0: never fun.
2: It's
0: just a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Like, when they offered me the job, I looked at it and I thought, oh, that won't be too bad. I'll just, you know, I'll do a little bit of work. I'll sit by the beach, have a cocktail, read a book. Uh, But it's nothing like that. I don't think I've read a word in nine seasons since I've been out there. I'm just running from pillar to post every day. Yeah, it's quite the schedule.
1: And this year's season for Australian Survivor, I love the contestants because it's always about outwitting, outplaying and outlasting the others. Is the mental capacity kind of better than the physical when it comes to Australian Survivor?
0: I think so. Look, it helps to have a bit of both, but at the end of the day, it really is a social game because the the genius twist of the game is that in the back half, the people that you're voting out become the jury and they decide, you know, who's going to win in the end. So that takes a lot of social skill to vote those people out, but still retain their vote at the end. And I think it is much more of a social or mental game than physical game.
2: And, Jonathan, because the year's theme is the Titans versus the Rebels, for people that might be listening now and always wondered what it would be like to even get on Survivor, what sort of personality types do you think are suited for the TV show? Uh,
0: Look, I think the best players are those people that think ahead. You know, they're able to think five steps ahead and they're willing to take risks. If you have those characteristics, I think you can do quite well with this game. Uh, You also need to be quite sociable because you can get to the end with those skills. But like I said, if you haven't retained people's votes at the end, you're not going to win.
1: And Jonathan, I want to know, like, how do you reckon you would go on Survivor? Mm. Because the grand prize is $50,000. Do you think everyone would vote you out of the Tribal Council? 100%.
0: Look, I think I haven't... I think I had terrible social game. I'd say something stupid to someone and <laughs> I'd be gone in the first couple of episodes.
1: It is the new season of Australian Survivor. It premieres tonight, 7.30 on 10 and 10 play, and it's going to be massive. Every season is different to the last. Who knows what kind of gameplay and drama and surprising twists will go down this year. Do you have anything to kind of tell us, Jonathan Lapalia, about what will happen tonight? Is there going to be a strange twist or two? There's
0: no strange twist, but the vote is not expected. Often the first couple of episodes, it's pretty standard fare in terms of how the tribes vote, The, the great thing about this season, we've got 24 new players, but they're really keen to play. So they step up to the plate right out of the gate, and uh, they're playing hard. And it, it continues throughout the entire season. So it's going to be a fun season. It's definitely worth tuning in for.
1: Nice Brilliant. going from Palia. Thanks from Australian Survival. We'll see you on TV tonight. You bet. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Kids Dan and Christy. Punday Monday. Oh, yeah. Punday Monday. Ain't got none unless you got puns, hun. It's celebrities and art. Because the Mona Lisa, there was environmental protesters throwing soup at the glass-protected Mona Lisa in France, um, calling for the right to have healthy and sustainable food. What a great choice. It's not always the way, though. We've got <laughs> processed stuff, yeah, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what a so counterattack. <laughs> so many Hopefully it worked. <laughs> you solved it.
2: Yeah, that'll fix it, won't it?
1: That'll do it. So Um, we
2: thought look what we'll do for Ponday Monday is we will combine a celebrity mm -hmm. with something to do with art.
1: Yes. Anything to do with art. Let's start list here. Soup doggy dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Super McGavin. (laughs) Oh, that's the worst one in the history like of the world. I like that. That's yeah. pretty good. Mm, thank you. You
2: got a laugh from me, and that was a real <laughs> laugh, that's good. All right, Gary. Gary, you boomtish, guys. Okay. I'm sorry, everyone. This is really all I could think of, but right. he's the star of the amazing film, The Holiday British actor, Jude Draw. <laughs> Jude Draw. Do you get it or not? <laughs> no, I do
1: get it, yeah. <laughs> Jude Draw. <laughs> There's nothing not to get in that, <laughs> but it's very good. Yeah, I, I do like Jude Law.
2: Thanks, my friend.
1: Yeah, he's been in some good, good classic films.
2: Jude Law is an awesome actor. <laughs> What's he, he doing just? these days? I'd like to see more of his films. The holiday always comes around mm. again at Christmas time, and everyone re-fools in love with the holiday. That That's was made true. in, like, 2006.
1: He's probably still stuck on the island. So remember that <laughs> one? Uh, yeah. What about this one? Okay, an Italian painter of the Renaissance, a draftsman, an engineer, also in Titanic and old school, Leonardo DiCaprio, Vinci Vaughan. <laughs> that was bad. I kind of tried to I mean, combine both. Couldn't really do you it. Did
2: quite, it was very ambitious, Leonardo wasn't it? It was DiCaprio, a bit of a mouthful. Vinci
1: yeah, yeah, a bit like uh, <laughs> the movie Titanic. You remember the scene with the, in the car?
2: I love that, that scene.
1: Paint me like one of your French ladies.
2: All right. Well, this isn't going to be good off the back of my last one. No, but look, I'm here for it. So just get the music <laughs> this is what ready. This to Monday all about. Combining a celebrity with art. One of the greatest actresses of all time. Star yes. of the devil was Prada, Mural Streep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mural Streep. Thanks. That's really good. It's all right. My cousin does murals. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. Could He's was about actually. More wedding. It. Oh, that would have been good, too. What about the Spanish Surrealist Artist and Academy Award winner for Monster, Salvador Dalí's Theron? <laughs> yeah, we're bad at this.
3: Down in Christie!
1: It's here, standing Christie, and these guys are groundbreaking Scottish post-rock monarchs. They're colossal, the thunderous sound. It's an audio blanket for your soul. It's Mogwai, and the lead singer joins us right now. His name is Stuart Braithwaite, live from Glasgow. Good morning, Stuart. How are you going? Well, it's
4: my evening, but good morning to you guys. <laughs> good morning to you both. Thank you Thanks, for joining Stewie. us. Thanks,
2: Yeah. Hey, mm. God, I love your accent. I mean, I don't know if you get that all the time, but Dan, you do a pretty good Scottish accent, and it's just
4: beautiful.
2: It really is.
4: Come on, let's hear it. I know you can fight
1: but it's our wits that make us men. I love you. Always have. Yeah. What do you think, <laughs> that's, You know what?
4: That's that's
1: better than Mel Gibson's. Um, <laughs> he's Australian, isn't he?
2: He is Australian, yeah. right? So, yeah, he's not from New Zealand. That's Russell. Nah, Crowe, No, Russell
1: Crowe, uh, he can remain over in <laughs> New Zealand because yeah. I did watch the Pope's Exorcist. Not very good.
2: <laughs> I've
4: heard that's rough. But um,
1: you guys are the opposite of rough because coming in here for Mofo mm-hmm. uh, monofoma.net.au, dot net dot au, you've been around for how long is it now, Stu? Uh, almost 29 years we'll have
4: started the band so yeah a long time i feel every day of it <laughs> in my <our> bones <brains. laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Stu. No, you should be so proud of yourself. And Australia is very excited to welcome you. But can I just bring this up? Something you just told Dan and I off air. You said that the writers of Neighbours uh, were talking about you. Well, you made it on Neighbours as well, because I know that Soapies, like Neighbours and Home Away are very big in the UK. And y- you were on Neighbours, that yeah. you were talked about on the show.
4: Yeah, we got we we had a couple of beers with the guys that wrote it at one point. And yeah, they would they would randomly mention us. I remember that guy Toadfish was like. <laughs> I've got to go on. I, I can maybe repay the favour here and do a terrible Australian accent. He's like, got a guy would listen to the new Mogwai, remix." I remember, yeah. I had an uncle that was incredibly impressed. Although, I, I think my favourite guy on it was Joe Mangle. We met him one time at an awards thing in London. It was like meeting Elvis or something. We just couldn't believe we were... We were meeting Joe Mangle.
1: Mine's uh, Lou uh, Lou Carpenter from Lou's Diner. He's one of my favourites and also, you know, Harold, who plays the trombone. Um, <laughs> could you get Harold up on stage with you sometime? Uh, do you reckon you could get the cast of neighbours to <laughs> rock up on stage? Yes.
4: In fact, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. I guarantee <laughs> Harold and Madge. And Bouncer. Still-
2: and Toadfish. And- Toadie, you'll be back.
4: Uh, hey, listen, Bouncer, rest in peace. Because I do- that dog's probably not still around.
1: And- but take us right back to the start. You're formed in 1995, but you've just got the 10th album out, As The Love Continues, which I do love. I was listening to Richie Sacramento, and it's beautiful. Some people mm. are saying it's your best album. But take us right back to the very start. How did you get together?
4: Uh, we were just kind of, we were teenagers and just kind of friends of friends, and we'd all been playing in different local bands. And all our bands broke up. For in fact, what the my old band broke up because the drummer moved to Australia. So maybe he'll come at one of the shows. So like, yes, yeah, so all our Nivis. bands broke up. And <laughs> he's probably in bloody neighbours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's on Ramsey Street
4: um, right now, the cul de We went to see it. The first time we played in Australia, that was like, we went, we did the tourist tour. <laughs> we went to Ramsey Street.
2: What? Did you really? Are you serious? Yeah, oh,
4: like, we were all so into it. Antoine away. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, be a favourite. I know that... I know that you're an alumni. Christy's been on both. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but. Oh, you've been on it, both? Yeah. Like, you know what? They were actually great shows to work on, Stu, and they've launched a lot of famous careers, like Margot Robbie, she was on Neighbours, Toadfish, i.e. Yep. Ryan Maloney. <laughs> He's still on Neighbours, but he never has to leave. So it is really cool that famous people all, the, all around the world really do love those Aussie TV shows. And also, you have the same surname as a really famous other Australian singer, uh, and oh. I, Dan, I can see you actually want to talk about that. Is, um, am I right?
1: Do you know Stuart Braithwaite, the great Daryl Braithwaite?
2: <laughs>
4: Horses.
1: Have you ever heard of
4: it? I, I have to be honest. This is news to me, but... Like, <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know Daryl. Do, is, is he a handsome guy? Are we related?
2: Totally. I mean, I yeah. He's a babe, Daryl Braithwaite. He's, He's like probably an Aussie
1: best-looking man in the history of the cosmos <laughs> of the universe.
2: <laughs> I
4: suspect you're being somewhat sarcastic.
1: <laughs> well, uh, coming down to monofema.net.au. We appreciate your time, Stuart Braithwaite. We'll hang out with your cousin Daryl while you're down. Do some googling of him. Uh, check out the horses. It's the greatest song of all time. But uh, Mogwai, one of the greatest bands of all time, coming here. But thank you. For taking time out on the Dan and Christie show. Cheers, guys! See you soon. Bye, bye.
2: That was the Dan and Christie
4: podcast. Dan and the Aussie Angus Deluxe is back
0: at Maccas.